0: you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in And welcome back to another episode of our Gats With Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. As many of you may know, or you may not know, but I recently got married back in May on the gorgeous island of Maui, Hawaii. And while I personally think my wedding was the most beautiful thing ever, I have been very intentional about creating a a marriage that is just as beautiful as my wedding. But as you know, when you enter into a marriage, it creates a life shift for you, not just physically because you're now living with another person, but also emotionally, mentally and spiritually. Earlier this week, I was listening to a podcast episode with a married couple and the husband made the comment that the woman that he married is not the same woman that he dated. And in the wife's words, she said that when she entered into marriage, she came with a belief system that said that she had to be a certain type of way in order to have a successful marriage. And so what that means is that along the way, she lost her zestiness, that that fire that made her so attractive. She lost her joy and her happiness because her total focus in her marriage was to make her husband happy. And in other words, she just lost complete, complete sense of who she truly was. So this doesn't just happen to women who are married for the first time or even for the second time. It happens to women who are high achievers in corporate America. It happens to women who are entrepreneurs and following their passion and dreams. It happens to women who's trying to walk the fine line between pursuing their purpose and being everything to everybody all the time. If you can relate to any of this, then this episode is for you. My intention today is to share with you how you can find the joy, the happiness, and the fulfillment in your life that you have lost, that you lost previously. And to help me do that, I have invited with me Elizabeth Correa. Elizabeth is a transformational speaker, author, and coach. She is the founder of Correa Enterprise, which is a women's platform for personal growth and lifestyle design. Elizabeth empowers women around the world to raise their level of awareness by helping them remember and recognize their inner beauty and true self-worth. She has dedicated her life story and mission to helping women use their gifts and their voice to heal in order to step into their greatest potential by gaining the courage, the confidence, and the skills to share their life-changing work with the world. With her charismatic and unapologetically stylish presence and relatable storytelling, she gives women permission to be themselves and gives them the tools they need to create the joy, the purpose, freedom, and fulfillment they truly desire. Hey, Elizabeth, thank you for joining me here today.
1: Hey, you read that so smoothly. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. When When we first met via phone, I love your energy. I love your passion. I love the word I used earlier. is your zest for life and your zest for helping women and empowering women. And not just empower, but giving women the tools they need to become their best selves. Yes. I love that about you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. So it was easy reading that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was so... It was like, I need to record her. Like. <laughs>
0: But that's why I wanted you here on the podcast with me because finding joy and maintaining that joy and maintaining that happiness throughout life is I would dare say is a struggle for a lot of us. And when and when you your assistant reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, I immediately related to the work that you do because, as a newlywed, as a woman who's in a marriage and who works corporate America and running a mm. business, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it, you can easily lose sight of your joy, mm-hmm. of your happiness, and even what brings you fulfillment in the pursuits of success, in the pursuits of being a good wife, in the pursuits. Of being all the things to all the people in all the world.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that can create extreme burnout.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not just extreme burnout. It's if you don't monitor your self-dialogue you'll become your worst enemy. You'll always oh. feel like a failure. You'll always feel as if you're not good enough. Good you're enough. You're not doing enough. You're not accomplishing enough. You yeah. are, yeah, you're, you're, you're all the things you don't want to be because of the yeah. self-dialogue because you're not taking the time to actually enjoy you, enjoy the life you're actually working so hard to build mm-hmm. and enjoy the relationships that you've invested in. Yes yeah you know, so, totally right so i want to start with your story elizabeth how did you find your way into this this lane this realm of showing women how to how to find their joy and their fulfillment
1: gosh oh my goodness if i go way back <laughs> um, you know and to how i got here i literally you know i really did move from pain, to passion, to purpose, to profit. Okay. That's how I got here. So, you know, it it started off obviously when I, in terms of pain, you know, that was my, my life for more than 25 years from birth Mm -hmm. to, you know, my mid twenties, everything from, you know, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, domestic violence, teen mom, I witnessed my my boyfriend um, his murder. he died in my arms that was in my early twenties um it, it was just twenty five years of constant pain. I lived in you know so many foster homes i was I was born and raised in the projects. I quickly became a product of that at thirteen fourteen. I started you know selling drugs and hanging out doing things you know caught up in criminal activities. It just went on and on and on. And I would say I discovered my passion and I was saved in the eyes of the church because I did find and meet a, a woman who owned a salon in my neighborhood and she became my, my spiritual mother. She became my safe place and she brought me into her community and started mentoring me and there I was able to share my story. I was able, I, I felt safe. And I do believe the two keys, the two things that were played a huge part on my healing was community and the power of storytelling. Yeah. The fact that I was able to, you know, just puke it all out and, you know, talk about my childhood and my teens and what had happened to me as a child for many years, which was something I had not spoken about prior to that. You know, I buried it. I When I went into foster care and I got caught up in the streets, I buried the childhood years. I didn't want anyone to know what had happened to me, what my father did, what my mother did. Um, I don't know if you know anything about growing up in the projects, but when you go for the projects, everybody knows everybody's business. And so, you know, that I was dealing with the shame of that and everybody in my neighborhood finding out and knowing, you know. Um, so when I was in church... And a part of these, you know, youth programs and women's ministry programs and events. That was my. That was my birthing place, you know. Pain. My pain was the birthing place of my passion and purpose, because as I started sharing, I realized that my story was impacting so many young people in the church. So yeah. I was in my mid twenties, and these teen, these you know, young men and women were. 16 17 18 and so i discovered this passion of this passion to inspire and empower these youth by telling them my story this is my story these are the consequences i had to leave the this is what i did this is what happened this is this is what it looked like so do you see that
0: can you see me yeah, I can see you.
1: Oh, that's weird. something just went on the screen. Oh, look, girl. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so you know, um,
1: <laughs> so that was you know that was where I discovered my passion and my love for for speaking and for sharing and for inspiring and teaching and coaching. Although I didn't know what I was going to do with it, all I knew was that it was a passion. And then, right. and then I was invited to. I started running my own little private little groups at church and at home. So I would have these host these like little, you know, fireside chats kind of thing and invite my friends and a few of the young women from the church. And it started off with, you know, four or five of us. And then it grew to like 15, 20 and then 30, 35. And I'm like, okay, I can't host all these people in the house. So we took it to the church and we got like a room there. And then one day my spiritual mother, I call her, she picked me up to go to church one Sunday morning and she said, Oh, you're going to, I spoke to the pastor and yeah, you're going to share your story today with the congregation. And I was like, huh, say what <laughs> in, in what setting to the con There's like 3000 people in this church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had never done that. I you know, shared it privately, you know, and you know, fast yeah, forward, a uh, long story short. Yes. I, I did it. I stood up and I spoke and, I had no idea that that day was the day that a seed was planted in my life and what I see today and the woman I am today and everything that I've gone through and overcome up until this point were just the, 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 the fruits of that seed. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I didn't think I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to get paid to speak. Come on now. (laughs) That's like Joyce Meyer, Tony Robbins, Brene Brown. I'm like, right. So. You know, I, I did that. I, I started presenting and sharing my story for free in and, in and, and youth prisons and youth organizations and events. And and then one day, this lovely lady asked me what my fee was. And I was like, fee? And I, I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. And I made a couple calls. And I went on YouTube. I remember going on YouTube. And I'll never forget, my very first fee was $250. And she said yes so quick. I was like, yeah. okay. She said yes too fast that I should have said 550, you know. So um, that, that's how it started for me. That, that's how yeah. it, it went. It started with, um, you know, speaking for free and then speaking for a little pay. And then, and then I wrote and published my memoir. And that okay. was where everything really took off. It was, yeah. it was the, the publishing of my, my memoir.
0: Yeah, which awesome. is uh,
1: so it's it's like a 400 page memoir. Mm-hmm. So
0: there's
1: a whole lot of stuff in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, so that- that's kind of, and that's kind of where I want to I want to talk to you about is is the story part of your life, the beginning, the pain part, because and I'll be one of the first people to admit that when I went through the painful parts of my life, I was always like that can you just teach me this stuff in a book? Like, why do I have to experience the pain in order to get to my purpose and my passion or even just to learn the lessons in my life, you know? And guys, like I did put in the book, but you didn't read it. So I was like, okay, God. Yes. And another part to
1: that is I, I don't know. I mean, from what I see out here, you know, I, I, I speak a lot and I attend a lot of events And the truth is, especially today, you know, 2022, 2023, especially in these days, last 10 years, at least people don't just want to hear what you learned in a book. Yeah. Yeah. That's not relatable.
0: Absolutely.
1: They want to see like, oh, you, you did this. Oh, this is who you are. And you went through that. Well, then, you know, I can do it. Then that means I can do it. Yeah. If she did it, I can do it. She grew up with the projects. She had a loss. She survived some sort of illness, sickness. This, okay, then I can do it. Like all these things that she overcame poverty, that means I can do it, right? So yeah. people want to know that you're just a real person and not just right. that you went to school and, and just read this in a book.
0: Right, right. Right, exactly. So,
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: But let's talk to the women who are in the pain right now, who are going through that rough time, who's feeling stressed, who's feeling overwhelmed with everything going on in their lives. And they wish they could just snap a finger and just be done with it, get to the easy part, get to the the better parts of their lives. How do they stay in it? Or how do they persevere? I should say- to get to the other side, instead of always lamenting about, oh, I wish I didn't have to go through this.
1: Mm. Yeah, I can definitely speak to that. So (laughs) hmm, there is a level of strength and courage and creativity that we have inside of us while we're going through the pain that most women don't tap into. There is a fight in you when you are going through something, there's a fight in there, there is something in there, there's a calling in there that if you stay, if you get still and you listen and you hear, I know You'll hear the. I know you'll hear what it is. You will hear the message. You will hear exactly what it is that you are supposed to do while going through that fight, while going through that pain, while stuck in that circumstance. And that's exactly what I did. I, I learned this at a very young age. Every time I took a hit, every time I took a fall, every time there was something extremely painful going on in my life. If I got still enough or when I got still enough, I could hear the direction in what to do. It's like, you're supposed to create something out of it. That's the whole point. Yeah, You're supposed to create something out of it. I, when I was going through my separation, just weeks before, I when I say my pain was the birthing place of my passion and purpose, I kid you not. And you'll, you, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere here. When I separated, when I left my former husband, who I love dearly. We are such great friends. That's my brother, but I'm telling a story of, you know, 13 years ago and he wasn't, I didn't love him. You know, I wanted to right then, right. But I was, I, I loved him and I went and lived in a shelter with my then one and a half year old and 17 year old. And weeks before this happened, I had a vision of launching a woman's empowerment business, event event planning business. I just wanted to host events, conferences, seminars, workshops that would empower women. Okay. And I went and I registered the business name. This is two weeks before. I registered the business name. I I, I was sharing all these ideas with him. He said, like, Yeah, yeah, you gotta do it. This is good. This is good, right? And I was just so excited about this. Two weeks later, out of the blue, and I mean out of the blue, no, didn't see it coming, nothing. Something went down. And I left. Cause I was like, ooh, I, I worked too hard on my healing. And I'm in my early 30s at this time. And I had been healing from, you know, 20s. It was a lot, it was a it was a journey, right? Right. So I'm like, I worked too hard on my peace, too hard on healing to stay here. I gotta go. And I got my stuff, whatever I wanted, and I, you know, my clothes and I and I went to a shelter. Remember, I said, I just registered my business, a woman's empowerment business. And now I am in a woman's shelter. Yeah. I had written three quarters of this book at this time. Mm -hmm. So I still had about 11 chapters left to write. Mm -hmm. So this happened smack dead. And like, I was just, it was, it was the most, I would say, along with what happened in my childhood, painful thing I ever had to experience. So I'm in the shelter, and I said to my son, who was 17, "I got to go back and get my deposit because I put a $750 deposit for, for at this for a venue to have a business launch, the first conference, right?" And the lady would not give me back my $750, and I went home mm-hmm. and I was crying to my son, and he's like, "So have the event," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "You do know we're living in a woman's shelter?" He's like, "Yeah." That's all a part of the story, mom. And I'm like, oh, you're crazy. You, you don't know what you're talking about. I slept on it. I woke up and I just, there was something that I woke up with, that I, a strength that I woke up with, a vision that I woke up with that I did not have for those days that I was there prior to that morning. And I said, I'm doing this. I am doing this. I am doing this. I'm going to use my time here. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm going to use my time here. I am going to connect with the woman here. I'm going to make this event happen. I'm going to have about 80 to 100 women at this event. Then I kept writing in the book, my book. I kept writing the chapters while I was at the woman's shelter and bringing my one and a half, my one, and he was a year and two months old to daycare in the morning, going to my nine to five, doing double shift because I needed to admit, you know, now I'm, Oh, wait, now I got to make a whole lot of money because I'm going to be on my own with my little baby. And my I was already a single mom with my 17-year-old. And I'm working hard. And I'm going into the computer room, the computer lab, at 5 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, to work on this event, to, to contact vendors and sell tickets and do social media. And this was this was 13, this was sorry, 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So 15. So I'm busy and I'm working and I'm busy. I'm in pain. But I'm busy working on a project, working on a passion. I'm busy. And I'm I'm doing it while in pain, right? Yeah. There's something that yeah. you give birth to when you when you st- when you're working on your passion and your gift on your podcast, whatever it is, while in pain. Who something happens? Okay. Yeah. Make a long story short, I, I had the event. I had two hundred and thirty over two hundred and thirty-two women at that event. It was the most incredible day of my life. And I finished writing the last 11 chapters of the book in the shelter. Okay. This photo shoot, this Mm -hmm. is, you know, the the bad girl. This is the bad girl then, right? This is the photo (laughs) shoot. This photo shoot was taken while I lived in the woman's shelter. Mm. I now am one of the main speakers that they bring into that shelter to run and facilitate workshops every year.
0: That's awesome.
1: So there's something that happens while you're in pain. There's, there's, it's something boiling inside of you. You got to do something with that pain because, Sharika, if you don't Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that pain can kill you. Yeah. It's not meant to, but if you let it, it can, it can, it can destroy you. It can eat you alive. So you got to get up get up and find other women who are doing things, who are busy, join groups, join a community, find local organizations that you can volunteer at. These are all the things that I did.
0: And it makes a, oh, it's life-changing, life-changing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And what I really heard out of this story is that every woman has a strength in her, even when she's in the pain. And it's that strength that starts to lay the foundation of what you need in order to propel yourself to the next level of life that you're aiming for. Yeah. And yes. I know. And I know right now there's this, I don't want to call it a movement, but let's call it a trend mm. of wanting to have the soft life. Which is having a life of more ease, more joy, more happiness, more—how would I say it? More memories. Uh, and, and I so, think it
1: is a movement. And a tra- yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't quite sure where we were yeah. in the state. Yeah, I like
1: that. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, and I feel that. Like I like that. But when we when we talk to women about strength, especially as Black women we've always been known to be strong. We've always been Mm. known to carry the weight of our family, to carry the weight of the world, to carry everybody else's burdens on our shoulders. And to hear us reiterate the topic of being strong, it almost Mm -hmm. seems as if it's an antithesis to the soft life. It almost seems as if it's an antithesis to being To finding the joy and happiness because being strong and tapping into that strength that we have Mm. doesn't necessarily bring me joy. What would you say to the woman whose mind is in that place?
1: Listen, you know, strong is—it's a word that uh, because you know, I don't even know if I like it really because it's like I gotta be strong and like it
0: sounds so. I don't it's know. I, I don't really sacrifice. like that word, right? Yeah. feel so like, it's that story in the Bible where you have to sacrifice the thing you most love in order to yeah. be strong. And for yeah. a, especially women in this age, in, in our I'm going to call it our age brackets. I'm in my forties. We've sacrificed a lot. We've given up a lot. And you tell yes. me I still got to continue to sacrifice. That doesn't bring yeah.
1: happiness.
0: Yeah. No. You know, I I like I
1: like the idea of you know, going through the process, because if we don't go through the process, then how I see it is I'm going to feel like how I felt in my early twenties when I didn't go through the process of healing through my childhood and my teens, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't go through that process because I was busy being strong. I'm strong and I'm a single independent mom and I'll get it on my own and I'll do it on my own and I don't need anybody. And I don't, And that's mm, doesn't sit right with (laughs) you, right? No, you know. So when I learned, you know, okay, Elizabeth, be patient with yourself. Start Mm -hmm. to dissect your story. Go through the process of healing. Go through the process of forgiveness. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. but I was so busy being strong. I didn't have time to do that. I was fighting, trying to stay alive and survive. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's it wasn't until I. went through the process there's a process yes you're going to be angry at first and you're going to be sad Then you're going to be angry again then you're going to be sad again so there's there's a process and you gotta uh, let yourself go through it the important thing is don't lose yourself in it yeah. don't lose yourself while going through it while you're going through these emotions make sure that you can kind of like and I don't like the word balance too much either, but I'm going to use it, right? Make sure you can balance it out with good friends and, you know, uplifting people in your life and people that make you feel happy to be alive. Make sure yeah. you balance it with self care. You know, I, I promise you, I think if working out was a rule for every person by the age of, I don't know, 12, 13, I think the world would be a completely different place, right? Yeah. so much happens while you're, taking care of your body. What even if it's just a treadmill for 15 minutes. Something happens in those 15 minutes. So it's like you know go through the process. Be patient with yourself. And in yeah. the meantime while you're going through the process, make sure you're taking care of your mind, of your body, of your emotions. How to do that? Little things. Have the right people in your life. You know, walk away from Anything and anyone toxic, because you're already dealing with some pain, and you can't go through that pain and have toxic people in your life. That sometimes it's the things that weren't entertaining that are is making the pain worse. You're having these conversations. You're talking about it over and over and over and to you know to your friends who are just like, "Girl, yeah, girl, I, I know, it. girl. Let's let's go get him. Let's, yeah, you're right, girl. No, don't take this, girl. No, girl." And it's like, and I know what that's like because I did it. I I was, and it wasn't until I started cutting down all those branches and I was left standing alone, alone, and then I started planting new seeds. And then the branches that were coming out of the fruits and branches that were coming out of those seeds were helping me to heal. Well, okay. you know, making me feel really good about myself. And it was a process and a journey. It didn't happen overnight. Gosh, like no, it did. That. It was years of healing
0: and rebuilding. And I think that's the key that's missing in the conversation of creating the soft life, of creating more joy and happiness is patience oh. understanding and, and because also because there's the power of social media is extreme and so we forget sometimes that we see other people laying out on the beach sipping the mojitos and you know dress to the nines we forget that there was a whole 19,000 days before that <laughs> that it didn't yes. And many the times <laughs> And many times
1: they're still going through something.
0: Right. But pictures are only literally a microsecond snapshot of time. Microsecond. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like you said, when you was writing your memoir, memoir, you were living in the shelter. Mm -hmm. And you took a photo shoot. And that picture on the front cover is a microsecond snapshot of time that captured, I dare to say, the woman that you truly are, not the circumstances you were in. Would that be accurate? Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, absolutely. when I tell people what was going on in that in that uh, in that photo where I was, they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. You know, when I do book signings and, you know, speaking engagements and I talk about it, it's just like, wow, that just makes the photo even just a whole other story. Right. But I, I don't say, I just like, just, just, just put it that way. Like, just keep that in your mind that that's where that was taken. So, you know, um, healing, yeah, yeah. The thing about healing is that, you know, you're on a constant journey of healing. I I think if I stop putting, If I stop studying and reading and praying and working on myself, then my healing stops. That's a part of my healing is the things that I do every day, my self-care routine, you know, even just studying. I love to study. I love to read. I love to write. That's a part of my healing, right? Some people like crochet. Some people like quilting. So everyone's crafting. Everyone's different. But if you stop working towards your healing, whether it's your body, you know, becoming stronger, fitter, whatever, then you stop growing. And if you stop growing, then you stop living. And you become like the man who physically lives to to 75, but stopped living at 25. Mm. Mm. Right? He stopped working on himself. He started abusing himself, whether it was through, because you know we 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 can do that. We can abuse ourselves even more than how others can abuse us. The
0: thoughts that we have, the habits that we create yes. every day, yes. sitting in front of TV twenty eight hours in yes. twenty four hour time period, that is self self-inflicted Abuse. abuse. <laughs> it is. It, is. it is. It is. It is. It's so we need yeah. To change our daily habits in order to create. The life that we desire, you know, yeah. and, I, and, I, and going back to your story on the picture on the cover of your book reminds me that you have to hold in your mind's eye the vision of who you are and not be so attached to the circumstances that, the you're that you're in. Okay, You know, sometimes we get so attached to the circumstances that we're in that we don't allow ourselves to to hold the vision. Nice. to continue to invest in ourselves, to continue to do the good things that's going to create the good fruits that we that we desire in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we start becoming this self-fulfilling prophecy of continually being in pain, continually being in discomfort, continuing to be on the struggle bus in our relationships, on our jobs and in our in our um everyday lives, we are the self fulfilling uh self fulfilling prophecy because we are so attached to where we are today and we're not holding the vision in front of us of who we're desired to be for tomorrow. And when you were talking about bring you don't like to use the word balance to balance out the pain with, with the good things in life, I like to use the word integrate because mm. balance simulates that. You have to have an equal portion of everything in your life. That's literally balance. But when you integrate, I can be in pain. I could be living in a shelter. (laughs) I can have Moments of dancing because it brings me joy. I can have a moment of writing my book because I know that's my purpose and my passion. I can have a moment of having a, a great conversation with a great friend, even just for five minutes, because in that moment I'm connecting to another human being and that brings me joy. I can have an hour out of my week to go and volunteer at a women's shelter, at a school or at uh, whatever it may be, because I know that pouring into other people, i.e. planting a seed will Mm. be a harvest and it brings me joy and happiness. Integration is what I think we're also missing. So I think, like you said, we're missing the patience. We're missing the, I have to go through the process Mm. But we're also missing the integration parts of it so that we can, in other words, have our cake and eat it too.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. That is, <clears throat> that's so powerful because, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to, if there's a, a scripture and I'm, I'm not, you know, being religious here, but I'm <laughs> spiritual, not religious, but there is a scripture, you know, many are called and few are chosen. And I believe that the ones that are chosen are the ones that pass the test. Well, what's the test? The test is the challenge. The test yeah. is the divorce. The test is the person, your the parent, your parent who rejected you, abandoned you. The test it was the sickness, the illness, the test was the loss. The test was the um, you know, you got laid off, the test was you got fired. Whatever it is that you went through, that's the test. Yeah. And I can say this, that even if you repeat the same thing again, there were things that you learned from that last test, that last lesson, whatever it was, that you're not going to repeat So, like, like that again. So even if you got to go through some things, you know, okay, you had a couple bad relationships, maybe you're on your second divorce, I don't know, but, you know, the next one, the next time, it's gonna going to be a little different. Now, I think the whole goal is to not repeat the same choice again. <laughs> right, right. right?
0: But really, I did that again.
1: Yes, <laughs> right, right, right. Especially relationships, right? right. But <laughs> you know, you know, because there's a lot of um, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing and that, and you can't
0: yes.
1: you know, you can't avoid that, but you have there's lessons to learn and I think if you get still with yourself and you really look like okay you really pay attention to you know where did I go wrong what choices did I make how did I end up here really get still with yourself become self-aware you know then I do believe that you're you are way smarter now wiser you you know there's a lot of good that comes out of going through these things that we go through. But the problem is most of us aren't listening. We're Mm. just focused on what he did and what she did and how he did it and how she did it. And, and we're just, and listen, that person, those people, they're, they've moved on with their life. Yeah. And you're still stuck here in the pain. And all that was really supposed to come out of this was lessons, more wisdom, more
0: knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and awareness on top of that it, it's not that I don't think it's it's just that we're not listening, because we're not just not listening, we're so busy that we're that we can't listen. Yeah, that's true. We too. busy yeah, ourselves yeah. with distraction, we busy ourselves with working, we busy ourselves with all these other things that we don't, like you said, stop to self-reflect, stop yeah. to to become self-aware. Yes. And we miss the whole thing. Like one of the things that um, that I've said previously is, especially when it comes to relationships, I believe relationships, whether they were successful or unsuccessful, I believe that relationships serve two purposes. Number one, it allows the <laughs> love of God to flow from you through you to another person, mm-hmm. but also it allows the other person to reflect back to you the parts of you that you need to heal. And if you don't take the time to stop to be still, to ask the question, what is this relationship trying to show me? What is this relationship? What is this person trying to reveal to me about me that I need to work on? Because even if you're in a current relationship, there are going to be things that come up. And it's Yeah. yeah, there may be some things that's unique to that person, unique to him that he needs to work on, but also... What is it about you that that's telling you? Yes, that yes. you need to work on. Doesn't have to be something oh, my childhood trauma, just could be let me be a little bit more patient. You, watch you, yes, words. yes, oh, I need to change my posture, how I show up. We try to make mountains out of molehills, and we can't make a mountain out of a molehill. Then we're like, oh, I don't need to do anything. He was a narcissist, he was a liar, he was this, he was that. But mm-hmm. again. He lied to you. Why did you believe him for so long? Mm, and why didn't you pay attention
1: to the red flags in the beginning? That is the biggest one. The biggest, biggest one. I, well, I work with women every day. I run, a, I have a, you know, woman's empowerment movement, pretty much business ministry, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And that's the biggest one. 98% of the women I speak to that have these, you know, terrible experiences or whether it's adultery or affairs or cheating, whatever it is, right? The, the, the red flags were there. Yeah. They were there. But yeah. what's the lesson? Well, the lesson is, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. You know as women we feel so sorry for people that's a big one stop feeling sorry you i feel sorry his mama walked out on him he's never had a father in his life oh his ex cheated on him so he's a little messed up cuz of it you know gosh 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 you you need to take responsibility now because you were
0: the clown here you were the foolish absolutely. one absolutely so stop yeah. pointing the finger at him yeah, that is so let me tell my business here for a second because um <laughs> So I live in Chicago now, and before I moved here, I was living in Houston. And I dated this guy, and at the time, like, of course, hindsight, that was a complete train wreck. I have never <laughs> been in such a train wreck of a relationship before. And, uh, and when I met him, I should have known. Like I knew something was wrong, but like you said, I made up excuses. I felt sorry for him, and I wanted to help him. And, you know, to be honest with you, he was a grown-ass man. He should have been able to help himself. <laughs> That's the part I ignored. I ignored <laughs> the fact that his his sister moved to another city just because she didn't want to live with him. I ignored the fact that he didn't want to, he wanted to move in with me because none of his friends wanted to take him in. The well, fact that you're... <laughs> you're gonna know, you know, make me get up and you know I feel like I'm getting filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Complete <laughs> train wreck. Okay, and and the worst part of it is even while I was in it, I saw I saw the worst parts of me come out. I saw the worst. Oh, parts
1: oh my God! Like, oh my God! Sharika,
0: I wasn't being honest. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't oh. as. It was, I didn't like the person I was. I was oh my mis- goodness. I was acting out of character. Yes, me too. I've done, I've been there. there. Yeah, I've chosen yes. to be in a relationship with someone that I should not have been in a relationship with. And I ignored the signs. I made up excuses. <laughs> I, um, I, did, I did all the things that landed me to where I was. And so while I despise the things that he did, I also had to hold myself accountable, look myself in the mirror, accept my role and accept the lessons I had to learn to become a better person and a better woman and a better partner for myself. And while, you know, like I said, I wish I didn't have to go through that. could have just read a book. <laughs> wow. But it was necessary. It was painful. <clears throat> it was necessary. God allowed me to go through it to to. And then that ended up in a whole life change, like because of that whole situation and the circumstances I was in, I was basically forced to relocate my whole life up here to Chicago. Again, a major transition, ending a relationship, Um, actually got laid off from my job a year before, ended up losing the house, losing the car. I came up here to Chicago with a rental car, a suitcase and my dog. Mm. I lived in a hotel for a year because my credit was so jacked up. That was that was so necessary, yet so painful, yet so transformative. Yet I would not wish that on anybody. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, but it was
0: necessary. Yes, had, it was necessary. It was
1: it necessary.
0: necessary. Yes, uh, yes. Place of stop beating myself up for the poor decisions I made in that relationship (sighs) to saying, okay, everything is still working for my good because I went through it. I survived. I didn't just survive it, I was able to surpass it, elevate my life, elevate my life, elevation relationships with myself and with God and with other people. Yes, to be the woman that I am today. Yes, the power of shame. I had to overcome the power of shame in order to be who I am today and to do what I am doing today. Oh my gosh. What everything you shared literally gave me goosebumps.
1: Everything because I'm going to I'm going to say one thing, one thing to that. If your relationship, if the person that you are engaging with, you are involved whether it's a friendship or an intimate relationship, marriage whatever, right? It does not make you a better person. If if this person is bringing out the worst in you, bringing out maybe an old you, bringing out changing your shifting your character, changing who you are, you're becoming, you know, you're you're you're, you're becoming just like that person. Mm-hmm. Catch yourself and run for the hills. Yeah. Because there I know women who who it literally they don't even they, they get so caught up and consumed in in this person, they become like that person, yes. and it gets to a point where it's almost a point of no return. They are literally like, it's like they've they're not even that person who they that person was mm-hmm. anymore. They and it is it, it's something that will swallow you up. And I know yeah. what that's like. I've been in a situation like that once. That was the worst relationship worst situation worst person I ever knew I ever met it was like a a, uh and I'm not talking about my teen boyfriend because I was 14 when I met him like a (laughs) kid foolish right yeah I'm talking about him we 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 were both broken teenagers right but um it's it's the worst thing to 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 be involved with someone who is you know not a good person ugly character ugly like And you're just, you're, you're just in it because ah, you're either bored in it for the wrong reasons in it because, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can make him be a nice person or a better person. Maybe, you know, all these things that you, whatever reasons you're in the situation, maybe this person takes care of you, pays your rent, pays your bills. I don't know. But if you are around a person who is toxic, not a good person, and you just keep going around this person, you will become like that person.
0: Period. Yeah. Yeah. Catch yourself
1: and run for the hills. Run yeah. for the hills and never look back.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah, half the reason a lot of us women are not happy, we don't have the joy that we want in our lives, is because we're partnered with the wrong person. Oh, Oh. gosh. You are in bed with the wrong person. You're married yes. to the you're yes. dating the wrong person yes and that's
1: a spiritual you know they say again not like really, just spiritual soul tie. like that is something like who you're sleeping with who you're laying with who are you 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 are being intimate with whatever even that is a something spiritual is happening there okay. so that person's character becomes your character that person's toxic ways the way they speak the way they act the way they you will slowly find yourself you know you'll be like Damn, that's so out of that's so out of character for me. Why did I just right. say that? Why did I just right. do that? You start thinking crazy.
0: You start. You are becoming. It's a spiritual inter. Yeah. Whatever. in What is it? Entanglement. You know? Entanglement. Yes. Entanglement. Yes. <laughs> right. That's what's and- happening. Let me tell you what I heard you say, because you said toxic waste in in what you just said. What I heard in the moment was toxic waste. And I actually work in a chemical plant full time. And so when I think of toxic waste, I see toxic chemicals overflowing the original container and contaminated everything and everybody around it. That's exactly what happens when you're partnered with the wrong person. Toxic waste. You're getting the worst. You're getting the overflow. Yeah. Oh. You into your life, into your energy, into your spirit. And it's- you wonder why you're not happy. You wonder why you can't get that promotion. You yeah. wonder why your kids are acting out. You're oh, wondering. Oh why- my goodness. Man, That is
1: so deep. That is a whole other uh, podcast. <laughs> Interview. I am serious. It's so yeah. deep. It starts affecting you. And you wonder why you can't get out of bed. You wonder why you're feeling lazy. You wonder why all of a sudden you're feeling sad and depressed. And you exactly. or anxiety. All of a sudden you got anxiety. All of a sudden you're you're not clear. You don't, you know, you don't know what you want. You don't know what to do. You you want to all of a sudden you're not happy at work. All of a sudden you don't like your best friend. All of a sudden you don't like your mama. All these and you're like, man, it is deadly. Right. It's deadly.
0: It's deadly. Right. Right. It's so dangerous. We have to be very intentional, very selective about the people we date, about the people we connect with on a friendship level, on a yes. work relationship level. Yes. We have to be very intentional about that because there mm. are consequences to that. Yes. Because yes. if you connect to the wrong person, they could literally suck the life oh, out of you. they the life you attached to yes. a bad situation, to a bad job, to a bad circumstance. Yeah. Even with, and, and and I'm probably going to offend people with what I'm about to say, and I'm mm. okay with that. Mm. But even when it comes to family members, when you have a When you don't have the right connection to your family members, you'll be guilt tripping into taking care of everybody. You'll be guilt tripped into being there for everybody at your own expense. You're in the hospital, but yet your family is calling you asking you to pay their bills. Mm. Your house house is out of order, but you have to constantly run to your mama's house, to your sister's house, to your brother's house to help them with their children, their relationship, and you don't have time for yours. Without healthy relationships, without healthy connections, without healthy boundaries, without Mm. healthy communication and understanding, Even those family relationships could be the very thing that's blocking you from achieving joy, from achieving happiness, from actually going for actually experiencing fulfillment in your life. Mm. And we have to have, and I love the words you said way earlier in the podcast, you have to have the confidence and the courage to know who you are, to know whose you are, to Mm. know what you desire and to say no or say not right now to everything that's contrary to your identity. Yes, And keep it in mind, your identity is not your circumstance. Your identity is not your situation. So if you want to have the life you desire, if you want to have the type of fulfilling, passionate, excited relationship you want you first have to start with self know who you are who are you without all the responsibilities who are you without the title of mother father sister brother co-worker who are you that's a starting point because I talk yeah. to women a lot too and we don't know how to describe who you who I am without mm. those titles when I tell people who I yes. am, I am passionate. I am fierce. I am unapologetic. I love dance. I love music. I am a passionate woman. Yeah. I love people, but I take yeah. no shit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can describe
0: that without my titles.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we're actually you're supposed to. Yeah, because the titles have nothing to do with who you are. So when I'm I'm at an event and, and, you know, we're all, we all have a chance. Oh, you know, introduce yourself, stand up and introduce yourself. I'm about the only person that stands up and doesn't mention my, I don't, I do not mention my titles. You know, I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm a multi-passionate woman. I am creative. I am kind. I am bold. I am feisty. I'm, you know, so I, I start. And then I'm like, and I am a speaker. So the, those things I say last, yeah. and then everybody kind of like, okay, you know, and then there's someone always asks a question about that. Like, you know, I noticed you I'm like, yeah, because those titles are, um, you know, the, the person, the host said, take a moment to introduce yourself. Who are you? That's right. not who we are. Right. It's a title. It's our job. Right. 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 Yeah.
0: Right. I love that. And I think for our listeners, I think that would be a great starting exercise. Who are you without the title? And once you understand who you are, you're able to write that down and say it with some confidence in you. Now tell us what makes this person happy. What will bring that person you just identified joy? What will bring that person you just identified fulfillment? Yes,
1: yes. Yes, love it, and 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 even do it in the video. I always have my clients, my coaching clients. I, I coach new and aspiring speakers, female yeah. speakers, and I always have them do a one-minute video, record themselves, just introducing themselves with and and it and mentioning the titles at the end.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love yes. it. Yes. That's a great exercise. Yes. So. I know we're getting to the end of our podcast episode here, but what I want to do, Elizabeth, I want you to tell our audience three to five keys that they can take away with them right now to add more joy and happiness and fulfillment to their lives outside Mm. of the plethora of stuff we talked about, right? Because we talked about a lot today. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, There were so many people who are blessed with this conversation, but if we had to summarize it, what would you say?
1: Number one, the first and because when you master, this is physical mastery. Start taking care of your body Mm -hmm. because even if you're working on your mind and you can read and you read a book a day and you know scriptures by heart and you listen, if you do not work out and you don't master physical, the physical, you're in trouble. You're mm. in trouble. You're in trouble. So number one, start spending fifteen to twenty minutes working out a day. Fifteen, you know, do a hit class. You can and and for free. You don't have to invest money. You don't got to go to a gym. You can do. I work out every day from right here, my home. So yeah. Go on YouTube. Find someone you want to subscribe to, somebody who does 15, 20-minute workouts a day. You know, they're free. You you follow what they do. 15. Gradually, you can remember, I said, be patient. Enjoy the process. Maybe in two weeks, you move up to 20 minutes a day. But that is number one. Number two, work on forgiving. Mm. Be intentional about it. If you struggle with unforgiveness... I know it's eating you alive because it did for me. Start reading on the power of forgiveness. Buy books. Subscribe to YouTube channels. You know, listen to people who speak on forgiveness a lot. Joyce Meyer is one of them, right? You know, uh, Yolanda Vanzen, she speaks quite a bit on the power of forgiveness. You have to be intentional about it. It's not going to happen just like that. You yeah. got to put in the work Forgi- forgive forgiving is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do however it's the most empowering thing you will ever do in your life ever yeah. so number 2 forgiveness number 3 find a passion find a passion if it's skipping let it be skipping if it's dancing let it be dancing if it's crochet crafting making jewelry coloring drawing painting doing makeup find a passion I didn't say a paid passion. Find a passion. If it turns into a purpose, okay, great. If you can turn it into a profitable business, great. But don't go in it or start it because you're thinking of money or anything, you know, attached to monetary. No, find a passion and spend time on that passion a few minutes a day. A few minutes a day, you know, 10 minutes a day. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Because if you are living a life without passion, Mm-hmm. that's not you're not really truly living cuz mm-hmm. you're just working then everything's work you're working to take care of the kids you're working to take care of home you're working to be a wife working at your 9 to 5 everything is working right even if your your work is is attached to your passion great that's amazing find a passion that's number 3 number 4 a community whether it's a facebook group or a local community a local organization something within your area something that you can be a part of you know somewhere where you're going to find like woman, like-minded women like-minded men something you know you got to you want to feel a part of something it it brings a great sense of purpose into your life so number 4 would definitely be community i'm going to i'm going to share just four those four you can okay. start right there and do a little of that a day oh my gosh you're good
0: yeah, I love it. I love it, and this speaks so much to me because, again, life transition to being a newlywed, and sometimes you lose the focus of what it takes to really bring the joy and the happiness into your life. So I so appreciate you, Elizabeth, and I've enjoyed every single thing that you shared with us today. So thank, thank you. you so much for your time, for your thank passion, you. for your purpose, and for sharing with us your energy. Oh, but if thank you. you I need you to tell us where we could buy your books, where we can enroll in some of your programs. Like, how are we going to continue with you? Because I have a feeling that what you shared today is just the tip of the iceberg. You (laughs) have so much more to give to the world. And I know everybody who's listening is going to want to follow you. So tell us how to stay in contact with you.
1: Yeah. So most platforms, I actually, my Instagram and Facebook are hacked last month. I think I did. I meant yes, it did. I mentioned that. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it actually, maybe it had not happened yet. So I do, I have a, 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 I put up a new account that I got, I got to start rebuilding now. It looks like I'm not going to get those accounts back. That's okay. Um, it's about moving forward, right? So my Instagram is M S Elizabeth Correa. My website is Elizabeth Correa. TikTok, Elizabeth Correa, LinkedIn, Elizabeth Correa. On my website, I do have a couple of courses. I have a new uh, personal transformation master course that I'm launching on Black Friday. I also have a mini forgiveness course that I launched last month. That's on, if you go to my Instagram bio, there's a link there. It's It's a social tap link that has all the links. So my book can be purchased on my website or on that link in my Instagram bio. Uh, the ebook, the Kindle version can be purchased on Amazon. The course is on my website. Anything that I'm doing and selling, it's it's in the link in my bio. Again, it's MS, so there's no I. Ms. Elizabeth Correa. And yeah, and then of course, you know, if, if anyone wants to, you know, chat or share something, a testimonial or something you, you know, you got a vision, you want to do something. You can always email me at, at uh, coaching at elizabethcorea.com
0: Thank you so much, Elizabeth. And I did not know that your accounts have been hacked, but that's okay, because I know you're strong, you're resilient, and the right people are going to be attracted to you and build up your new tribe. So I see yes. it happening. To- <laughs> I receive, I receive, because that's what's happening, girl. Exactly. I exactly. It. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Need a palate cleanse? we need to sever the old to build the new and that is that oh it is it was
1: the most painful thing that i went through i was physically mentally emotionally spiritually sick for days i worked mm. so hard on building my brand on instagram i had thousands of followers and they were you know i was so attached to that However, there was a huge lesson learned because when I got hacked, I literally heard God say, I spiritually hacked you. It's time for new territories, time for new expansion. And it was, just, it was at the beginning of my launch. My launch, mm. I, have a, I have like, I do, when I launch something, I launched for about a month. It was yeah. at the beginning. So when I say painful, mm. but now it's like, that's okay. Because what yeah. God is doing right now, oh, I wasn't expecting this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see what becomes of all of this. I know it's going to be powerful and beautiful.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much you're for having me. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And to our audience, thank you so much for joining us here today. And as always, continue to be bold, brilliant, and completely unstoppable in the pursuit of what you desire in your life and in your relationships. I'll talk to you next time.